Hi everyone, it is me, your creative mentor, Lauren, and this week starts a new month. Exciting stuff. We've talked about how to think about being a creative. We've talked about how to get paid as a creative. So what are we going to talk about now? What more could there possibly be? This week slash month, we're going to explore the mental health of working because I think that is something that is somewhat of a new concept amongst the working class at this point. And it is something that's important to my generation and probably yours. And there's a lot of uh, learnings we can take away from the people who've come before us. So I wanted to touch base on that. But how I start every episode of the podcast is, my name's Lauren, this is the Creative Mentor Podcast, and no matter who is giving you advice about your career, you should vet them, and that includes me. This podcast comes from a point of frustration I was seeing on TikTok, my favorite place on the planet, where a lot of art students were really frustrated in a way that I was frustrated back when I was in school in the mid-2000s, um, or 2010s, I don't know, time. And um, no one just like flat out tells you how this works. So I'm going to do it. And hopefully these these little tips and tricks and this guidance can help you out. You can find me on TikTok at The Creative Mentor. You can go to my Patreon page, The Creative Mentor on Patreon. All these podcasts, the YouTube clips, any links that I mention are all there, as well as my digital download booklet. Uh, most of the content is free. The booklets are a couple bucks. Um, so let's, <laughs> let's dive right in. Ah, oh, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Normally I'll rec record like two of these in a day and I've taken some time off, honestly, to deeply consider a lot of the content I'm going to talk about this week. So the first thing I really want to cover this month is imposter syndrome which is something we all suffer from and I wish I could tell you it gets better but it doesn't it just changes uh, because as we evolve in our careers or evolve in our businesses or evolve in our skill sets in our artwork we're always gonna compare ourselves to the person next to us because that's the nature of the internet and that's because so much is available to us. So let's let's keep it a little bit simple here. What is imposter syndrome? It's essentially, in a nutshell, lack of self-confidence. It's feeling inadequate. It's feeling... Anxiety and self-doubt and distrust of your own ability and it's negative self-talk, dwelling on the past, reading things in your nasty tone of voice that other people write like in emails and stuff and it just makes you feel like you don't deserve where you are. And it's a really tricky thing to kind of overcome because it, it's essentially like, hey, just get over it, which isn't productive advice. So I kind of wanted to really talk about it because I've definitely felt imposter syndrome. I mean, I went to school for fine art. I majored in sculpture and I've never taken a graphic design class, but I am a graphic designer on one of the most celebrated teams in my company and like who the hell am I and so you know it's it's something we all 
face at one point or another. And in my career, at least, what I have found is you're only as good as your context. And so I think a major way to help battle um, imposter syndrome is to not put yourself through the unspoken in your mind. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to do the most. I hope I'm doing good enough. I'm not doing good enough. I have to work harder. I have to work after hours and longer and I have to perfect this or I don't deserve it. That is not true. And I cannot tell you how many times I've seen baby designers sitting next to me at my desk doing this, obsessing and worrying and working, frankly, way too hard to like get something right because it's the imposter syndrome in their mind. And whether you're promoted or you inherit a team or you're a little out of your depth at a job, instead of viewing that as I'm a fraud and I don't belong here, we need to start framing in our mind that being uncomfortable is a good thing for your growth. And if you don't think you can do this, you have space to grow into. And that's not a bad thing. I had a creative director tell me once that if you don't feel like you're pushing the walls out to fill into a room, you're not in the right place. Meaning if you're growing and growing and the room is getting smaller and smaller, you're not uncomfortable in a productive way. And you're just going to become complacent and you're one of two people. You enjoy being comfortable and complacent and there is nothing wrong with that. Or you get bored and uh, uninspired and all of that. And, and that's fine. You just move on to whatever that looks like or you create whatever that looks like next. So it's okay if you're a little out of your depth, it gives you an, an opportunity to rise to an occasion. And depending on what environment you want to be doing creative work in, that's not a bad thing. And so when we're talking about imposter syndrome, you know, I come on here by myself and I just talk for like 30 minutes straight. But I'm going to be honest with you. When I started this like two months ago, my coworkers were like hyping the shit out of me. And a lot of them listened to this. So, hey, guys, what's up? Um, and there it was so scary. It was so scary to know that my coworkers were listening to this podcast because I literally work with them. And for the whole first like three episodes in my head, I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Who am I to talk about this? Why like, do I think I can do this? Everyone's going to tell me I'm a fraud. Everyone's going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But hey, one, that hasn't happened. Two, it's not going to happen because I'm really passionate about this and I care a lot about this. And I've worked everywhere and with everyone and I'm nosy and I'll be in your business and I'm going to ask your opinion about stuff if we work together or I have access to somebody and I literally ask everyone, why do you do this? What are you doing? Do you like being freelance? Do you like being full time? La 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 la. And then I come on here and talk about it for you guys who maybe don't have access to these people or don't really know what direction you want your career to go yet. All of that's fine. And so, you know, that's kind of a that's what I mean by like this evolves, you know, I've been doing this for eight years, graphic design, advertising, production work, all that stuff. And I'm really passionate about teaching people 
about this stuff. So how am I not an authority? I, I, this podcast literally came out of a curriculum I wrote for a mentorship program with AIGA here in Chicago. So like, it's a little bit silly when you pull yourself out of your own head and you look at your context. And the context is, I was meeting a lot of other creative professionals who were impressed I was talking about this because literally nobody does. And they all learned the same things I'm telling you the hard way. And I don't think you should have to learn this stuff the hard way. So, you know, you might be fresh out of school or you might be pivoting your career or you might not be the most well-practiced person in your craft. But what in what is an opportunity in that instead of going inward and eating yourself alive and being like, oh, my God, I can't do this is to glom on to the people around you who are doing it and who know more than you and who clearly want to teach you. I'm really lucky most of the people around me want to teach me and I will regurgitate anything I'm taught to someone else who wants to know. And I really think creatives in particular, we understand that and we have this unspoken like community about it where we'll just show you guys anything. It doesn't, there's no such thing as a stupid question because we all had the same dumb question at some point. And so I think imposter syndrome can lead to a lot of really unhealthy working habits. And one of those I kind of already touched on is doing things because you feel like you have to prove yourself. And if you're in an environment that makes you prove yourself to these extents, I'm just going to tell you now, it is not a healthy environment. There is a difference between being competitive for a good idea and pitting people against each other for a good idea. And thankfully, I've never worked in such a toxic environment like that. But if your job is keeping you up at night and your company culture is giving you anxiety and, it, and it's agony to show up every day, that is not how working goes. And I think that a lot of people who get their first design job just feel like, oh, I should be so lucky. I'm going to just prove myself and prove myself and prove myself and I'm going to make myself sick over it. Half of that is in your own head and I'm definitely guilty of this. And the other half is no one should be asking you to do that. These days, companies that are going to survive and take on creative workers or be design-led or whatever they're doing need to have a competitive benefits package for people and one of those is a work-life balance and you know if you've ever watched Mad Men or whatever those people like live at their office and they have a lot of really unhealthy habits for it that doesn't exist and and you get to draw your boundaries and we're going to talk a little more about boundaries um later this month but I think people will really underestimate how you can work with your own boundaries in your working environment to get all of your work done, but not have to sacrifice like time with your family or time by yourself or traveling or any of that stuff. All of that, like your job, it can be your life because design and art and photography and whatever is your life. That's why we choose to work in capitalism, but it's not something that should be 
like making you need to go to therapy. I know so many workers personally because I've worked with them where we've worked in environments where at the end you have to it's like being in a bad relationship like you have to redraw your boundaries you have like weird boss PTSD because you were micromanaged or your good ideas were belittled or shot down or whatever there's a difference between critique in your group and like just being awful (laughs) and these are things that contribute to imposter syndrome because you are only as good as your context and if your context is looking at like Steve Jobs at Apple and being like wow I can't amount to that at my job like is that realistic do you work at Apple like most of the time from a design standpoint the answer is no so like what are you wor- worried about how do you evolve ideas and how do you evolve yourself as a designer and a worker within your context and you know you should be able to see yourself getting better at your job and you should be able to see the opportunities to learn more and i also think a part of imposter syndrome as it pertains to working i think it comes from the fact that um Creative teams, whatever that looks like, they're really abstract and they're more people like oriented and like how you measure work and how the process works is a lot messier than other jobs you may have had. And so finding a workflow that works for you to get your work done and to work with your team, etc. and going through growing pains in your company and all of those good things it's it's a lot more on you and I think people wait for people to tell them what to do and in the creative world to be really honest with you it's not gonna happen you have to just decide and if you get slapped on the wrist for a decision big deal you're probably not gonna get fired over it so instead of fretting about something just literally try your best and someone who is supposed to be a good teacher to you or someone who's your teammate will like circle back around and help you out and i just think nobody tells you that in school and no one goes oh hey is this your first job this is how it works and i think that's why imposter syndrome stays with everybody at all functions of their career you might be super confident being a designer and then all of a sudden you're promoted to senior designer and you have direct reports and you're just like I don't know I've never managed a team before I've just been me I don't know if I could do this why can I do this why did they pick me to do this like what's going on here or maybe you're like me and you bust your ass to get there and you're like I've got this but you're still gonna have like a learning curve and you're still gonna be in rooms full of people that you're like, I don't know what this like acronym means. I don't know what they're saying. Everyone else seems to know. I don't want to raise my hand. Now I'm really lost. Can I even do this? And it just like creeps back into your ears and that sucks. And I'm just here to tell you all of this is a frame of mind. And it's a lot easier said than done. I totally get that. But one of my least favorite art teachers in my entire college career, I so did not enjoy being in this man's class, but he kind of said the best thing ever and he's just been right. You just have to decide that you want to do this and you just have to decide that you're good because once you just decide that, 
then the rest kind of comes and like whatever that journey is to decide this or just start making decisions is how you get there like that's the battle you know and that's gonna look different for everybody and you know finding your own self-confidence to push away imposter syndrome is so difficult and quite honestly I don't know if there's anyone on the planet who could tell you how to get there but what I did (laughs) what I did to try to battle my imposter syndrome is trust myself and how I got to this place where I could trust myself as a person and as a creative is I just like looked at my past I'm almost 30 and when I was 25 I had 25 years behind me you know and so you just look at your past because you might have been reacting to life and not like moving through it intentionally I think a lot of us just kind of like show up and look behind us and go wow a lot happened (laughs) and like what's true Like, what's true about you? What's true about me is, for the most part, I have done everything I said out loud to someone I was going to do. So if I say something, I know that I mean it. And I have gone through some shit, man. We all have. We all have that one, two, maybe three experiences at this point in our life where we're like, wow, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. It, it could be a relationship. It could be a death you had to deal with. It could be like a really shitty betrayal you had to get over. But we've all gone through something in our life where we're like, whoa, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And as you continue through life, more of those will happen. It sucks, but it is true. So what I do when I have like a really big presentation, I don't know if I can pull off or I have to meet with someone who is so much more important than me. That makes me so nervous. Like, I would much rather talk to a crowd of 400 people than sit in a room with one important person and have to, like, carry a conversation with them. It just makes me really nervous. I get really scared. And so when I do have to do that, inevitably, I hype myself up by going into my bathroom and I look at myself in the mirror. This sounds so dorky, but I look at myself in the mirror and I look into my own eyes and I say out loud, you have done this, you have gotten over this, and this shitty thing never stopped you. You can have lunch with this guy. You can do this presentation in front of these important people. You can pitch this idea to your team. You don't have to second guess why you pulled all this inspo or whatever I'm doing. And when I say it out loud and I look at myself like that, I don't know why. It just makes me really, really hype. And I'm like, yeah, I did do that. that. I did do those things. I did get through that. And like, you know, if if I can survive, you know... My best friend abandoning me in LA and me losing every money piece of money I ever earned in my life and I had to live with my parents for a year and now I like live and own my own place in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I could have lunch with this important person. Like it just gives me better context to be brave, even if it's just for a finite amount of time. And just kind of breaking overwhelming things down into digestible pieces 
and into possible pieces makes imposter syndrome that much easier to shove out of your head. And also, like, it really helps to be able to listen to people and believe that what they're saying is true. And I think a lot of people, sorry if you can hear sirens, I live in a city. Um, but a lot of people who get hired up, like, I have a couple people around me who are, like, making a couple thousand dollars to like six figures all of a sudden and they're doing like a really important interface job at like a really important pharmacy whatever the heck the point is it was like a big ux gig and like they were just like i don't know how i got here i i was just doing this and then i like applied myself and i built this portfolio and i went after this contract and now i'm like this like point for like all these different departments and I'm the only one doing what I do and people are looking to me to like lead this project and I can do it but I've just like never done this before and I'm just like worried I'm not doing good enough and like la 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 because like you know you feel like you're the only one who knows you've never done this before but quite frankly so long as you can deliver people don't really care and people are moving so fast at work they don't have time to think about what you're thinking about that's why they were hiring you to think about it so like that kind of perspective also helps me especially when I'm having really bad inner monologue days where I'm just like that was stupid what I said no one gives a shit about this thing that I shared I brought this up six times nobody's ever bit for it but it still applies to this assignment or this idea or this like trend report I'm working on or whatever I like it I'm gonna keep bringing it up but like man everyone must think I'm a fucking idiot I'm not interesting, I'm asking for too much attention, I'm being too overbearing, I'm taking up too much space. And I think part of that too is because me specifically, I'm, I'm a cisgendered woman and you know we are considered less than in a patriarchal society. I'm not saying that my team thinks that of me, but I'm just saying in general, like I grew up with this. This is how my brain was programmed. And I think that that's also a major factor to my personal imposter syndrome. It's like, I'm not supposed to take up space. I'm supposed to people please. I'm supposed to perform and I'm supposed to be nice and I'm supposed to compromise. And it's like some things you don't and other things you absolutely do. That's just like working on a team. But when I'm having really bad inner monologue days, I really try to remember my context and be like, you know what? You are the authority of this. You are on this team for a reason. You were hired to work here for a reason. Your work warrants the merits you earn at work. Your work, like, is a reflection of how much you care. And quite honestly, if you're having really bad imposter syndrome, you're probably doing just fine and you're probably really good at your job. Because the people who suck at their job don't worry about it. It's kind of like that saying where it's like, oh my God, I'm so worried. I'm crazy. Am I crazy? Oh man, maybe I should go to a doctor. I think I'm crazy. And that saying is like crazy people don't even know that they're crazy. They're not even thinking about it. And like I think imposter syndrome is very similar to that. And so I think we can kind of just eat ourselves alive with that. And instead of letting it consume us, especially as brand new workers, I think the best thing that we can do 
is do our best to shake that off. That is way easier said than done. But look at the context around you. And if you're really like having a hard time and you're stuck with it, find somebody around you on your team, in a community you participate with, on Instagram, anywhere. Find someone that you think is within your league but is better than you and just start talking to them. Ask them to critique your work. Ask them for a second opinion. I do that all the time. And quite honestly, I feel very privileged with my online presence, especially now with how TikTok has gone for me. I can talk to literally all of you. And I've built relationships at my job where I can just talk to anybody and ask them about this or be frank about this or, you know, snoop around in design files on our servers and look at what everybody else is doing. And it's and it's really nice and I really feel like it helps me grow and that helps mitigate a lot of my imposter syndrome. But it's sifting through a lot of can I do this? Am I uncomfortable because the room is too big? And can I grow in this room? I'm uncomfortable. I'm not good enough. But if everyone else around me on my team is good enough, that means I have to be good enough too. So false. I'm great. (laughs) Or I need to go pep talk to myself at myself in the bathroom. And also sometimes like imposter syndrome just creeps in because there's a lot of stress around us anyway and it might have nothing to do with your work at all I mean we're still in a pandemic a lot of us are still unemployed a lot of us are struggling in a lot of ways right now like it's okay to be like freaking out sometimes the trick is just don't let like don't take it out on anybody you know so that was a lot more abstract there's not really a bunch of like reference material I can point you to for this but I just really wanted to say all of that out loud because I don't think any of us do and it would be really nice if in art school this was a discussion we could have you know uh because I never had it and I had to just like fake my way and self-confidence my way through my career and the way I was raised actually built a skill set for me I moved around a ton I had to meet people a hundred times over and, you know, if, if you're not used to that, this is probably a lot harder and that's normal and that's okay. So I just want to tell you, we all experience imposter syndrome. Even the person you look up to, they feel this too. Your boss probably feels this. The guy sitting next to you probably feels this. It is a universal feeling. So if you ever feel like you don't deserve where you are or you don't have the skill set to be there, remember, someone vetted you and hired you. And also remember, you're sitting next to people who do what you do. They understand you the most. So don't be shy. Just try to frame it out and set yourself up for success. And it's okay if you need to step away from your project for a minute. Being creative isn't necessarily an on and off switch when it comes to working for companies or brands or situations like that. You still wake up. You still got to show up at nine regardless of how you feel and what you do with that is kind of up to you so I hope this was helpful this concludes the podcast today um next week I want to touch more on the weird conundrum of being an artist and being creative in capitalism it's a hot topic um so we're gonna cover that um if you go over to the patreon you could actually probably get that episode right now while you're listening to this I 
um, release uh, early access content for people who subscribe for $2 or more. Um, you get the podcast a week early. It, I have a $7 tier where you can download my workbooks. So every month at the end of the month, the uh, March month would have just been released. It's the money one. So honestly, that one's probably full of the best stuff. But um, my workbooks come out on the last day of every month and you can download them. They're PDFs. Um, they're like workbooks. I try to make them interactive so you can like check off the checklist or type in the thing where I'm like, hey, answer these questions about yourself. And I have interactive links. So they just lead you straight to where I was talking about because sometimes listening to these podcasts over and over and over to try to remember information is tough. So I try to just consolidate all of that there. Um, and then I have a sticker club option because I also like I am a creative. And if you follow me on Instagram, which like a third of you do, um, you can see kind of what I'm working on, what I draw all the time. And it, I just send out stickers every month to people. And then I have a $20 tier where I can be your personal mentor. We can connect on LinkedIn. Uh, we can email each other. I'll read over your resume. I'll review your portfolio for you. If you have more specific goals, like you have a kind of, you have a company you like really want to work for and you need some like workshopping advice, get at me. Let's do it. So head over to the Creative Mentor Patreon to learn a lot more and also just everything that I work on. I just post there. So even if you don't have $2, go over there anyway and follow for free because all of this information shows up in there. And I post all the links and things because quite honestly, I'm not interested in putting a paywall up. I'm trying to make design and creative industry stuff accessible for everybody. But uh, if you want some little extra work for me, that's all over there. And if you haven't checked out my TikTok, I have a lot more like bite-sized tips on there too. I also am almost 30 and I love that place. I'm on TikTok all the time. I respond to comments on there. I love it. So go check that out if you're a TikTok person. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys all next week when we talk about creativity and capitalism.